My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveys, and today I am here with Selena Boscherin. Hello, Selena. How are you? Hello, really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, no, it's really good to have you. I've just realised it's absolutely roasting in this room. What's it like where you are? <laughs> yeah, it's quite warm as well. I think we're ready for the 32 degrees tomorrow or something, aren't we? <laughs> what part of the world are you in? I'm in London. I'm in South London. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it is going to be hot. I'm venturing down to Devon tomorrow morning and it's going to be, because I'm in St Albans, so it's going to be 33 degrees in St Albans and as we venture down, it's only going to be 23 degrees in Devon. But I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I think 33 degrees might be a bit too much for me. Yeah, yeah. especially when you're indoors. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. I'm looking forward to a bit of the sea breeze um, hitting my skin. So, Selena, what's your business called and what do you do? So, my business is called Caterpillar Butterfly and I'm a business system strategist and efficiency coach. So, I work with business owners and entrepreneurs who are kind of struggling with the day-to-day -day overwhelm of business and they're looking to really streamline their business. So, it's kind of really more focused and they're not so caught up in their day-to-day -day and the overwhelm. What got you into that sort of business? That sounds quite fascinating do you have a, a history of that sort of work or what led you there well it was a bit of a journey really because when I started my business originally as I said I had a background really in sort of leadership development careers advice and kind of consultancy in that area but so when I started I was really focused more on kind of the business strategy side of things but I started to get more fascinated one in the leadership side but also looking at productivity and the things that kind of affect us one from my own experiences but also with the people that I was working with and I started to really uh, kind of study and look at different businesses and different business models and ways of working and start to really analyze the things that affect people and really yeah that sort of led me to kind of the area that I am now but as I said originally and careers advice actually was part of my background so I had quite a lot of um support experience supporting people with their ideas and their businesses and also I love to make things simpler as well and I found that was actually something that I'm quite good at is making things simple for people. So how do you deliver this support is it usually a face-to-face -face thing do you do a course how does it work? Do a combination so I work a lot of either one-to-one -one or group-based and I support my clients as I said mainly over you know various periods of time so like three months or again VIP sessions and we again it's obviously looking at their real-time business so we look a lot at their actual business strategy the way they're working at the moment and really going back to kind of vision values and then mapping out a plan for them so that their day-to-day -day is much easier we start looking at things like priorities and you know things like their to-do list how they're working and their overall business model and structure and then also the system side of their business as well do you have a type of business that you kind of niche towards or are you an everything for everyone? They are definitely all service-based businesses. So lots of coaches, consultants and trainers. Um, but I do work with people as well. I've got someone who's a, who, again, I suppose it's a, it's a teaching business as well. So I think that's, that's the kind of thread they teach or they deliver some sort of kind of knowledge of some kind. That is definitely the thread. And it's about, as I said, using that knowledge and expertise to really support other people. So how long have you been running the business and how has this coronavirus pandemic affected you? 
So I've been running the business in its form for about six years, just over that as well. I also have an events business, so but I've been focusing obviously more on kind of the training and this side. Um, with the coronavirus, really, I suppose it's it's I've worked more online. I all have always worked online because a lot of my clients are in the UK, but they're also international as well. So I've been using I had been using Zoom for quite a while. Um, but obviously I used to do kind of a certain amount of face-to-face -face element, but now obviously I'm working just online with people. It's given a lot more capacity as well. Um, and again, working with different types of businesses as well. So some charities I've done a lot more work with. Um, and yeah, I think I've been quite busy during this time as well. Yeah, I can imagine you have been, but did you have, was there a, a time period where it kind of, you were like, oh shit what you know how what's going to happen and people were you know because at the beginning everyone was like don't spend a penny don't do anything shut down lockdown you know be scared and yeah. then it seems like people are now like right okay we need to get back into business we need to figure these stuff out was there a period where you you either lost clients or clients were like you know i don't know what to do how did it work out yeah when it first started i mean i lost one client but i had another client as well at the time who went to half kind of, we, we changed, she wanted to, well, she had kind of thoughts initially about stopping um, and whether she could kind of afford it, thinking about budget. But actually she'd been quite fortunate in her business that she was able to access loans. And what we were able to do was really kind of work out, a, you know, a new package that worked for her and where she still got support as well. So that was kind of that initially. Um, the other thing I did quite a lot of as well in collaboration with another um, colleague um, was that we started running a kind of a free uh, brunch on a, on a Saturday every week um, supporting business owners. And then I also, again, kind of gave quite a lot of value and support for people for free um, as well in different communities. So, again, that was, you know, able to really support different people in different ways. But then I think, you know, the biggest thing was about having to be really quick thinking and think, OK, what can I do? What are the different things that can work and how can I really adapt kind of the service? As you said, a lot of people were kind of, you know, hesitant, not knowing about business, how things were going to work. So it was about being quick thinking. And, and also, I think I just sort of had the mindset that, OK, it's going to work out. However it works, it work out. I've just got to kind of hope and kind of ride with that, think something else and just be around to support people. Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy time and I think everyone's business was, was a bit like, you know, the Rocky and it's it's really great that a lot of clients have been able to get, you know, access to loans and stuff like that. So that, when all of that came out, it definitely made a difference to, to, to how people were looking at business and everything. So what's your plans for the future? Has that changed or are you still on the path that you were on before? I'm more or less on the same path that I'm on, but obviously it's definitely about being a lot more virtual, a lot more online. Um, you know, obviously I love face-to-face -face and I used to love doing, you know, lots of events and retreats. However, you know, I perceive that we are going to be online for quite a lot longer, especially people. So it's about having to adapt to that and really find a way that can work. And I think that will probably be my way. Yes, there'll be smaller numbers of face-to-face, -face, but probably not for a little while. Yeah, I can't envisage a time where it's going to be when face-to-face -face meetings are going to be anywhere near like they used to be. The, the um, only face-to-face -face meetings I've had recently have been like, you know, um, so, so I deal with property. The only face-to-face -face 
meetings that I've had recently have been like from, you know, across massive rooms or the clients had to leave, you know, the, the building that I'm in for me to be able to go in and do an inspection or stuff like that. So it's really, really weird kind of situation that we're in at the minute. And I'm not, you know, I've done, none of the face-to-face things are anywhere near like they were before. So yeah, it's interesting to think how long is that going to be like, like that for and, you know, when will it ever get back to normal? Or what's your thoughts on, on will, will there be retreats and things like that? You know, I, I saw on Facebook there were people starting to offer that for next year, and I was thinking, you know, is that going to happen? Do you think? What do you think? I think it might, but it's going to take a while. And I think what's the great thing about it is that we're going to be much more selective. I think in what we do and the events that we go to. I know through my career, I've probably been a kind of a seminar, you know. Um, face-to-face kind of meeting person but actually I think we're going to need to be a little bit more selective about where we're going the types of things that are happening and I don't know about you but what I found with online is that a lot of the meetings are much more concise um they are like they're still effect they're much more effective and it's a better use of our time I mean you can have three or four meetings in a day where if you had to travel and I think that's one of the biggest things I realized is the amount of travel that I used to do so yeah (laughs) so I was always one for I'm not I'm not one for a meeting unless it really needs to be a meeting so I was forever the person who would leave a meeting and go well there's another meeting that should have been an email and I think throughout this lockdown people have really realized how many meetings should have been an email how many (laughs) meetings could have been a quick phone call or a quick video call and now that they're the only options it really has kind of changed the way that people do meetings so I've kind of enjoyed that side of it I mean I do miss the travel and I do miss going to meet my clients and stuff like that but I do I don't miss the wasted time because I'm not very good at at time I'm wasting (laughs) no I've got I've got more important well more fun things to do than travel up and down the motorway no no reason (laughs) I know so in your spare time what sort of things do you do with yourself so i am a big kind of film watcher i love films i've been getting into quite a lot of series on netflix at the moment um that's what lockdown i think has definitely given me because i'm not traveling you know like you finish work or you do something at five or six even and normally if it would take you for example a couple of hours to travel home but you're not you're there you're at home or if i have a break during the day I started watching, you know, a lot of things on Netflix. So like Shit's Creek. Um, Haven't Shitty. tried that yet. Oh, so good. I started re-watching it again. It was great. Um, and I would just sit down. Like if I'm having a break during the day and I'm like, oh God, I'm feeling really busy. Had lots of Zooms. Okay, need to sit down. Oh, let's stick on Netflix. You know, whereas I've had, yeah, whereas before I wouldn't, I didn't watch TV. Like for years I haven't watched TV now i'm like you know i love food programs as well i'm a big foodie watcher and yeah my daughter that. is she constantly has some sort of food thing on i blame her fully for all of the weight gain <laughs> yeah and then cooking more as well which obviously is definitely responsible for weight gain <laughs> yeah and the alcohol which actually I'm, i have to confess i'm not actually drinking today because at five o'clock in the morning i am driving down to devon so i'm gonna stay off the alcohol tonight i think so this is i'm not doing it without alcohol without alcohol what about you are you having a drink tonight 
Oh, I might do. I think I've got some little gin cocktails that I might have to delve into. Oh, I do love a gin. Just little ones. Little ones. What's your favourite gin? I like the gin with ginger beer. Oh, yeah. do you like the rhubarb with ginger beer? Yeah. Ah. I just, it was a holiday a couple of years ago. I think I was... Um, a particularly kind of stressed or busy time I got on the plane and it was like you know the little kind of miniature ones and I had one it was like ah oh, now my holidays <laughs> oh god talking about holidays we were talking about this before we came on air didn't we saying yeah. that we kind of you know miss all our holidays and a bit looking forward to the time when we can get on a plane without worrying about having to go into That's lockdown or having to isolate and stuff like that so yes i'm glad i'm going to devon tomorrow I definitely needs the break and the chill time i definitely envy you for that yeah <laughs> are you gonna get away at all i hope summer? i will be yeah i mean as i said i had a, a weekend in ipswich a couple of weeks ago which was just amazing so i definitely hope in the next couple of weeks or definitely early september there'll be something I went to Lincoln for a weekend last year and I I'd never really heard anything about Lincoln. It was lovely, so I highly recommend that. That was Ooh. a really good one. Yeah, and then if you need a bit of sea air, there's nothing better than Brighton for me. I love a bit of Brighton. I do love Brighton, although it got ruined for a little while because I worked in Brighton, so it was like commuting uh, from London to Brighton every day on a train, which wasn't no. that I've been away long enough. I think I can go back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'd be, I, I'd do the same. Whenever I have like clients that are really far away, it kind of ruins that area for a little while for me. I'm like, oh, I worked in, um, I worked as a client in Oxford for about six months, and I literally couldn't think about going anywhere that side of the M25 for a very long time. Yeah, like not going anywhere near there at all. <laughs> So what are your tips for people if they want to get into, you know, the, it's not really careers coaching, but sort of an element of careers coaching and the, you know, consultancy work with, with businesses. What's your tips for people to get into that sort of industry of work? I think the first thing, one is about putting yourself up for opportunities, um, looking at who's around you that you can help and support as well. And really being able to share value. So if it's just that you start off, you know, with Facebook and you are sharing tips and information and then looking at how you can support people from that as well. Yeah. And then getting, I think getting also connected to other people that are doing it and good networks as well definitely helps you too. Yeah, it's really important to collaborate with people, isn't it? And kind of get that shared interest and the connected knowledge and, and all of that. No, I, can, I love all of that and I love the people that you meet in all of the different business communities that you have, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. I think they're all really fun. Have you got yourself onto TikTok at all yet? Not yet. I've seen a couple, but I have, I'm not trying to work it out. It's like bad enough Instagram, but TikTok, I'm like, what, what do I do? How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. My kids do all of the funny dances. They're not for me, but I do. Yeah. At the beginning of lockdown, I did do like my coronavirus um, diary every day. And that was quite interesting. Wow. Still the highest viewing of any of my videos is my husband walking down the street and calling me a weirdo, which is quite funny. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. I know. Yeah. He's always so sweet to me. <laughs> so back to your business. What, what are the future plans for you? Where do you see your business going? How's, 
world domination or, or are you happy with you know keeping clients happy that you've got keeping clients or a combination definitely my own form of world domination however that looks like um i'm looking at quite a few different services as well that will definitely help to kind of take away the overwhelm from business owners i am looking at again yeah just different ways that i can kind of serve people but also to up level to grow um different resources that i can put together and probably more books i can write you write books tell me more well i've been a collab i've been part of a collaboration for a book it was voices of hope and it was an anthology of people's um kind of stories about different situations that people have been through um so some people it was about their business some people it was about i think my element i spoke about was when i first started my business so what prompted me to start it that was mine and then other people had as i said other experiences in their life so when they had to do something you know that maybe required um some courage they had the writing about that so yeah i wrote that but that's also inspired me as i said to kind of look at what next and um yeah other than practical books but other anthologies on how i can work with other people as well mm -hmm. well they say there's a book in everyone i don't I don't know what i would write a book about though mm -hmm. hmm. fascinating i'll have to think longer about that i think the only book yeah. that i can think in my head is about my crazy life and that would be quite interesting probably only for me and my mother could never read it please don't read any book about me mum <laughs> great film <laughs> yes it would be quite a good film although yeah who would, who would play all of the good characters that sounds good I like it yeah, yeah maybe not <laughs> so, um so back to the gin yes is, is gin your drink of choice or where do you go when you head to the bar? Gin's a very strange one. That kind of just added on. But I always used to be either a non-drinky person at all, or I used to drink really sweet things like Archers and Coke. Ooh! Yeah. Retro. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Retro. <laughs> that was always my thing, because I was like, you know, the sweet drinks, the cocktails, the, you know, that kind of thing, the arches, because it's really sweet, doesn't really taste like alcohol. And then all of a sudden, I discovered gin and the world went wrong. Wrong? <laughs> or? No, I, I'm a massive gin lover. I have, or used to before lockdown, had a very good collection of gin. It's dwindled somewhat over lockdown because it's just been drank excessively. But um, yeah, I, I, but I, I can, you know, a good, a sweet gin I can take. Usually mm. sweet drinks aren't for me, but yeah, I do quite like a, a <laughs> sweet gin. And I highly recommend the Warner Rhubarb Gin you'd like that yeah, that in that and ginger ale you'd be very on board with that i would have said <laughs> so nice where thing. can people find you if they need your help from, for their business so i'm on facebook so you can either find my business page which is caterpillar to, caterpillar to butterfly or if you're looking for it, it'll be uh forward slash butterfly transform and also obviously on facebook by finding me selena Boscherin, and i'm also on linkedin as well a little venturing into instagram as well at the moment <laughs> ah you'll have to add us at fine today is so we can Definitely. pimp you out and and uh, send all your links to everyone sounds good 
Mm. Well, we'll come and see the end of the podcast, and I end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit when anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and I love the movie Eight Mile. He does all, all of his rap battles by saying all the worst things about him so his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So he's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. Selena, what are the worst things about you? Okay, what are the worst things about me? I am, I suppose, a little OCD in some ways. Um, I love a list, um, <laughs> which can be a bit annoying. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? I am a weird combination of creativity, but also strategy, and sometimes that's just weird for a lot of people. Um, I love music and singing, which can be really annoying, and I like to hum. <laughs> oh, see, I'd kill you for the humming, absolutely. But I am a fan of the old singing, which my kids and husband absolutely hate. And I love musical theatre. I do. I don't really (laughs) understand people who don't. It's like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Although my children do watch some American shite that's on Netflix where they basically sing their life. And I just watch it like baffled. Like, you know, don't understand what you're doing. That's not for me. That's insane. (laughs) That's just weird. That's, that's insane weird. that's, that's not for me at all <laughs> anyway thank you so much for being on the podcast selena and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at info at find surveyors.co.uk say goodbye selena bye thank you for having me <laughs>